Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Hello! Ah, yeah. Stefan Schitzel, I am the sporting director of Violet AC. Oh, boy. Whatever. Hades, the mighty Haitian superstar. Hans Wolf. We didn't Made see it. you. Hans Wolf is here. We got our friends. Hans Wolf here. This is a live broadcast. We encourage people to come join us live so we can talk to them via the chat. It's interactive. We, yes, we love that. I, I want to call the fan party, but Bjorn, you were hesitant to call the fan party. What constitutes a fan party? Should I give out Domino's? I mean, I think there or? should be drinks. If we have, a, if we're gonna yeah. have a party, we should be drinking. Well, I, I got mean, a bottle of water. Does that? I guess. Yeah, I have this. This is not a party. Yeah, yeah we should get um, drunk. We've had <laughs> no, no one before wants where to see we were that. one or two. Drinks no one, on the wrong no side. one wants to see that. It uh, well, maybe we'll do one of those once we hit uh, once we hit our our subscriber <laughs> goal. Then we're gonna we're gonna do that. Uh, Hans Wolf, it's like I'm stocking you both. Oh, we're going to raise a glass. Our subscriber goal of 5 million <laughs> subscribers globally, <laughs> exactly. worldwide. Much like Apple. You know, how, you know how MLS had to go global and they signed a deal with Apple That's TV, right. the super global? Well, the Schnitzel Boys, I signed a global deal. We signed a global deal with YouTube TV. With YouTube, not YouTube TV. We, we, we're a global broadcast on YouTube. You can get us anywhere. That's right. No blackouts. No blackouts. We're no fully blackouts. available. Mm-hmm. No ads because we're just doing this. We're a fan-run fan cast. So That's right. No ads. Anyway, yeah, what los, what los, Jungs. <laughs> my very bad. Hans, this was his, this was his, yeah, what los, Jungs. Yeah, what los, Jungs. Yeah, what los, Jungs. Cool. Uh, not too far. Like you said, it's only 45 minutes from the Luga beat, right? Uh, yeah, but very culturally Ish. culturally quite right. uh, quite different. How would you oh, – I guess this is the wrong – I was going to say it's a Germany hour. You know, like the whole thing with the Luga beat, it's very it's – the, it's the Rust Belt, like we talked about in the last hour. Don't yeah, show your emotions. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, Pittsburgh, um, no, Detroit, it's, it's not, Buffalo. It's not, there's some emotions, but they're just uh, there's there's not that complicated. Generally, right. The whole point of the Wilga beat is go get coal to make steel because steel builds cars, and that's what, or something like that. And that's like Hoodie yeah, Fuller is a man. He 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 he's he'll he'll explain it anyway. This is the however, US. Dusseldorf down the street is not like that. No, Dusseldorf is full fancy. The exact opposite. They're like, you know what? We we want to look good and feel good, and we yeah, we're fancy. We we've good. got we've got boutiques. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, what would Köln be? What would their role in that be? Do you think? Cool. Well, Köln's actually all of these. You know, these are all sort of smallish towns punching above their weight. You know, Köln actually is pretty big. Yeah, and. Um, there's so a beautiful Köln cathedral. A, Köln yeah, is an actual, yeah, they have the dome, the Kölner dome, the, cathedral, mm-hmm. the Gothic cathedral. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's a real significant art scene. There's there's a lot of galleries, art, there's there's theater, there's um you know, carnival is also big. The Düsseldorf and Düsseldorf, Köln and Mainz are the sort of the carnival uh, hotbeds of Germany. So that's a big that's a big thing for them. And for American yeah, fans, and they, have, it's like and they Mardi kind of have their own. They have their own language, you know. Kölsch is is quite, quite different. Like, and if people are really speaking it, it's 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 not easy to understand. So it is kind of there is that uh, there's that divide. There was that that band, Bop in the eighties. I don't know if you remember Bop. No, Wolfgang Niederkens Bop. They were a huge, and they kept it real, and they all their songs were in Kölsch, and they would have they would have translations. They would have translations in their uh, 
they were sort of an outgrowth. There was that brief period. Oh, my God. Now you're getting me started here. If this is the America hour. We should not be talking about this now. I but know. There was, in the early 80s, there was that like German new wave uh, moment for right. like a few years. Uh, very brief, but very um, influential. And certainly in my life, there was like a, 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 a wave of very original German music that was kind of irreverent and... and uh, uh, um, is that, where our, is that where our outro comes from? Is that part yes, of the Yes, that's where exactly oh, that yeah. where that comes from. The band Trio, the the band Trio is a is a great one of the leading examples of that of that trend. But it was sort of short lived and then it, it got it got taken over by by I guess more more German uh stereotypical kind of music that was very sort of earnest and, um, and papa. Really, Politically, no, no, not no. Well, I mean that always existed, of course. Right. The 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 yeah. schlager, the easy listening, the kind of. Mm. But in terms of the the kind of popular rock, uh, pop rock stuff at the time, you then it you then these very these more earnest kind of songwriter types took over, uh, like Herbert Grönemeyer, the guy who wrote right. the Bochum song, and Bop Wolfgang Niedecken's band is an example of this, and they would. Uh, uh, sing in Kölsch and have translations on their records. They prided themselves in their very blue collar live shows. They would go for two and a half hours and concert. And I was a fan, you know, I didn't, I, I went to see them a few times. So uh, I, Googled, were, I, I Googled BAP, uh, BAP, yeah. South, South Korean band, South Korean boy band formed in 2012. It's a different well, this is, Yeah, different, different. I don't think there's any, yeah, no, no relation. Anyway, that was uh, uh, that was Köln. Köln has Köln has real life to it, you know. Köln is a real is a real place. <laughs> I'm going to be there in October. I'm going to be oh, in cool. Köln in October okay. to visit some family because I got family everywhere. Anywho, I, I love live, reliving German culture in the 70s, 80s through you because I was totally foreign to it. You're, a lot, of, you're, you're a lot younger, yeah. Well, I my German in me is if we talk music. So I would go visit my grandparents. My grandparents are old, you know, their okay. grandparents' age. Rest not, in peace. Not fans of not fans of trio or bop. No, they would think that stuff's crazy. But they would listen to music they, all the time. Like, they would like Peter Alexander and maybe Roland they would Kaiser. Listen to music. Maybe I have no. All of this is so foreign to me. And <laughs> they, there was this one song specifically that they played on the radio that they liked. Oh, and I'm here. dying to find it. All I can remember is there was like a shot. It was like, pum, pum. Hey, hey, Speedy Gonzalez or whatever. It was just like singing about Speedy Gonzalez. Oh. The cartoon, the racially, you know, didn't age well. Cartoon character, <laughs> Somewhat racist. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> I'm just like, I listened to that song on the German radio that my grandparents loved. And I would love to know what the, I wanted to hear that song. It's literally hey, it's been hey, in my Speedy brain for thirty Gonzalez. years. Oh, it's been in my brain for thirty years. I love to find. I don't think that I'm song familiar. I don't think I'm familiar. <laughs> I don't think anybody's familiar. I might also be misremembering it. Like I said, it was from like thirty years ago. That's amazing. Um, but no, they were my grandparents watched. They listened to all the same very slow um papa thing. Uh, um, you know. Anywho, anywho, this is the USA Hour. I know. Although this is always fun to talk about, and so we, we are the schnitzel, we are the schnitzel boys. Anything yeah. German, Germany related is fair game at any point. We may just drop some random '80s trivia on you at any moment without warning. '80s nostalgia is in right now. Stranger <laughs> Things, and when is it not in? Has it ever not been in? It's not, I, speaking of '80s nostalgia, Germany is Stranger Things. Do you watch Dark Bjorn? I watched the first season and I was like, I, I, um, I watched the first season. I never watched the second season. Time travel makes my head hurt in fiction. Time travel in fiction. Right. I don't generally enjoy other than there's some, there's some, uh, exceptions to this back to the future, I guess comes to mind, but, but yeah, the perfect in movie. general, in general time travel, whether it's in, fiction uh, uh like tv shows or comic books or whatever it is i don't enjoy i don't enjoy it generally i it but non-fiction it, it's really cool well non-fiction like, it, doesn't like exist. an interstellar like an interstellar or something like that. 
Oh, just Interstellar. Oh, right. Also, yeah, I didn't like that movie either. It's so complicated. Me neither, um, but Interstellar is the most accurate portrayal of how science views time travel. If that makes sense. Okay, yeah. But it's about the space-time continuum. And you can anyway. only go forward and not back. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't... I Arrival, I'm just thinking about Arrival. I like that, too. That had some aspect of, of not so much time travel, but sort of synchronicity anyway it's not like um there's some exceptions to this but in general yeah i didn't also i did not care for any of the care like i don't i did not like any of the characters i did not really feel like i wanted more of it well it's typical germans i i watched i think two or three seasons of it and then when the new season came out i totally forgot everything that happened and mm-hmm. and you there, there is no recap you have to kind of watch from the beginning again <laughs> Because it's so much and so intense, and I was just like, I can't do that again. So I quit it. Pretty it's much. very but German. The, no, not user friendly. Well, but also very German. That's like it's the German Stranger thing, except it's way less fun and way more intense and serious. Right, like, right. Very Germany's serious. Around, yeah, serious yeah. Stuff, you know, it didn't. It did not. Um, if a guy, I mean, I, I, I found it. I found it compelling. I found it captivating. Yeah. I didn't. It's not like I. But then I didn't want to see the second. Yeah, the German, good. the Germans, as we're talking about German movies and TV shows, all quiet on the Western Front did quite well at the Oscars yesterday. I know, I didn't see. It. I need to see. I it. haven't. It I haven't yet seen. It. I read the. I read the book. The book was kind of. Yeah, the book was pretty was much required depressing. reading in my yeah. in my day. But Me too. I read it. I read it like many 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 years ago. Yeah, well, I'm always hesitant. Germans in Hollywood don't have a great relationship. I'm always hesitant to watch movies with German topics because they never have Germans involved in the movies. So it's very, you know. But now we live in a new era, and, and it's finally, finally, we get to see some German actors playing German characters in movies. Yeah. You know, it's still not movie. amazing. It's like it's, it's, there's still obviously a bias to it like there is to everything, like every every race and culture and so forth. And And you know what's, I guess it's a total side topic again. But literally, <laughs> I was talking about the Oscars and all quite the Western Front and German actors with someone last night. Uh, and I can think of French actors, right? Jean Renault, Gerard Depardieu, Marin Cotillard, a lot of French actors we know, uh, German actors, fewer far between, but they're there, and inc- including the Austrians like Christoph Waltz and Thomas Kretschmann yeah. and like uh, Daniel Brühl. Christoph Daniel Brühl, yeah. And then you think of Spanish actors, right? Javier Bardem, Schweiger. Yeah. Schweiger, German guy, right? And then a British actors, of course, dime a dozen. However, I can't name one contemporary Italian actor. Can you? Uh, Roberto Benigni doesn't count anymore. No, but that he, my friend and me—that's the first name you think of, Roberto Benigni. Name a second. Um, In addition to Roberto Benigni, who's long retired. I think he died. Isn't he? Is he still alive? I don't know if Roberto is still alive. I don't know. Uh, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Isn't that crazy? Like, I could name 10 Spanish actors, French actors, German actors, British actors. Used to, there used to like be lots of them. There was, Adri- there was uh, yeah, Adriano Celentano. He was like the... <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> He's another 80s... Uh, um, yeah, well, he was kind of a... You know cop- who these guys yeah. are, Bud Spencer and... Terrence Hill. And Terrence Hill, yeah. I thought they were German for all practical purposes. But no, yeah, they're, they're Italian. Italian. Yeah, yeah. And they were definitely be big. That and was like the fake name. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but right now, I guess not. I guess I... Just a general just Italian actors off the boat don't work in Hollywood, right? Huh. Huh. Something to think about. Something to think that about. interesting. I guess You I know, the other I actress name, I could name... name anyone. The other actress I could name is, I think... Valerie Gugino, I forgot her name, but she was oh, a big Carla, actress. Carla, Carla Gugino, yeah. Maybe she's, is she, is she the one? She's not, Ita- she's, she's not Italian, talking, Italian, yeah, is she? Yeah, we're talking about two different actresses. Oh, uh, okay. The one I'm talking about, I don't have to remember her name. She's she's from Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part Deux, and she was in a few movies in the late 80s, early 90s. Wow, she's well, like that's, an a, Italian. that's also that's a long time ago. She's in um, Escape from L.A. She's in a few... She's the only, at the end of the day, everyone is from Switzerland. Yeah, true. 100% from our friend Hans Wolf. At the end of the day, everyone is from Switzerland. (laughs) Whoa. 
What just happened I, there? I kicked my, I kicked my microphone. Dropped your before. stuff. Dropped my stuff. <laughs> uh oh. We're pros here. We're pros here. Interesting. Um, Interesting that there are no Italian actors. I had not thought of this. All right. Yeah. I just stumbled across it randomly, just thinking of because you could think of actors. You could think of Dutch actors like Famke Jensen, uh, Rutger Hauer. You know, like most. I mean, that's also actors. not exactly cutting edge either. I guess at this point, who are those people? Who are those people in Triangle of Sadness? I guess they weren't Italian either. They were all. I have to look it up. Um. Anywho, I mean, isn't the, anyway? All right. Here, here, <laughs> is there a secret blacklist against Italian actors in Hollywood? Schitzer boys present that as a possibility. So we'll see. Um, we will anywho, never resolve. We will not. If you're waiting, for, if you're going to wait for us to resolve this question, we will not. Spoiler we got American alert, soccer. We will not. We've got to talk about MLS. We got to talk about. Do you want to talk about Concacaf Champions League or MLS or, or what do you want to the US real soccer? champions? The real Champions League. I Only mean, one thing to talk we can about go with Champions League. We can go the, the the way that Austin got killed. 3 nothing in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> and this Haitian team hasn't played a competitive match in a year. Do you know that, Bjorn? <laughs> it's been not. 300 days since the last competitive I mean, match. I mean, that own goal, the Austin own goal, oh, I've probably Olazo. watched 75 times. Yeah. Well, who was it again? Abro Torek, who I think is a former Red Bull, right? He just went for it. I mean, that was just crazy. He slammed it. He's like, boom. It was like going <laughs> and off. Really, and really, under no duress whatsoever. <laughs> At that point, it was completely resolved, the situation. On Reddit, that clip is played with the Betty Hill music. And it's so I just, I mean, it's addictive. Once, I know. Even, even today, somebody had a gif on Twitter. Like, if once know, it's someone so puts it up, you watch it 10 Slam. times. It's such it's a just, strong shot. It's like a strong it's shot. Just, <laughs> so confidently and then, wrong. And, and then, then the, I watched. I watched a lot of the Alianza Philly. So yeah, Austin got it all wrong. Uh, Alianza, the Alianza one, Philly. No, you were going to say something. I'm sorry. Just one more to that. The return leg this week. Violet SC. They don't have the proper papers to. Their team can't leave Haiti. <laughs> So, well, so they had to hire a bunch of one-day former oh, yeah. pros to sit on their bench. And I'm very curious for those people. Have you ever seen the movie The Replacements? Great movie with um, mm-hmm. Gene Hackman and uh, yeah, Keanu Reeves yeah. plays on TBS constantly. Violet SC, AC have their own little replacements going on. Where they have they can't bring their players out yeah, of the country local... and they have to sign some local s- former pros to sit on their bench. That's CONCACAF, baby! Only I mean, in CONCACAF. Super it's league. just uh, it's just uh, it's a wild it's a wild tournament and but they have a three zero lead so yeah. even with these with these ringers or subs they should still be competitive I mean they have a little bit of uh, of wiggle room um, Philly did a thing that Liga MX and Liga MX teams used to do and they played their reserves on the road in Alianza and they. Uh, they they as as uh, um, somebody tweeted they won they won that game zero zero because I think that's perfect right you play your reserves you don't uh, uh, take a break from the league and you get a score to yep. straw a lot Should of zero zeros the team that went down the Tigris pulled that off uh, yeah Orlando that's Orlando. all I think good result for them good Orlando got a zero zero at at Tigris um, LAFC though, that was they, they got a little lucky that they had a lot of good chances LAFC yeah. crushed it in Costa Rica Vancouver going back to what Hans Wolf said Austin FC also feel the feel the B squad and it's like now granted their B squad should be strong enough to go to Dominican Republic and play a Haitian team that hasn't played in a year and not lose three nothing, but yeah, he underestimated them. But honestly, kind of what I talked about earlier, MLS clubs don't travel well. Like like mm-hmm. all their international games are in the U.S. MLS clubs don't travel well. Like well, with Seattle going big, to Morocco a, and losing to uh, it's a serious culture shock. These Concacaf road games. It's not like it's not even like in going general. to. Um, they lost in Morocco too. You know, they lose to Ger- they lose in Germany. Just American teams don't travel well, uh, which is a sign of I don't know what that's a sign of, but I don't love it. I wish they would so, travel better. But <laughs> you yeah, don't like it. Vancouver had a pretty good game against uh, yeah Real España. Yeah, España. Um, good on that. That was at ho- that was at home, but still five five zip. That's pretty good. So yeah, I mean, I just those games are just fun. I mean, Ali- even the Alianza Philly game. 
uh, you know, this guy comes off the bench. He has like a he has like a, a bit of a beer gut and a handlebar mustache, and he takes a direct free kick from forty five yards out, like completely shanks it into the sands. I'm like, what is not to love, man? This is just uh, it's just beautiful. He's related to the owner, probably. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Was it last year, two years ago, in one of the preliminary Concacaf rounds? The owner, who's like a fifty-five-year-old, it was like in the Caribbean somewhere. <laughs> oh, he's something. Played the game, right? He put himself. He played the game. He's fat, and afterwards, very openly on TikTok and Twitter, he just handed the opposing team's players just wads of cash. He's like, "Thank you. There you go." He just gave everybody cash, but it was what? all over. What this was not in CCL. Yeah, yes, it was. No. You don't remember this? No, this one hundred percent was in CCL. Oh, no, man. it was a year or two ago, and it was a CCL preliminary game. This is like oh, two Caribbean okay. clubs fighting to get into the group stage. That's and 100%, the owner played and then paid both teams wads of cash. So CONCACAF had to do an investigation, and I think the game was forfeit eventually. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's CONCACAF, baby. That's the Caribbean. That's Central America. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's the <laughs> true Super League. Do you feel, the big question, Okay. do you feel Austin FC will turn it around and actually still go through it, do you think? Um, or well, all these. I mean, it's going to be tough. They're gonna, they're gonna really be under undermanned. Those uh, the Haitian. I mean, it'll be I mean, interesting. I'll, I'll watch great. it. I will watch it. But uh, I think I'm gonna say no. I think I think um, I think Violet is gonna is gonna hold on. Oh yeah, I, I hope they win the whole tournament. I'm I'm all in for Violet. <laughs> no, all in no for chance. No uh, chance. I'm also curious who these day contract former pros are saying the band. I want to know who are those. Guys. I think they were some FC from FC Motown. Two of them I saw on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Barry USL, Gordy. USL, and I think they anticipated this, so they added them oh, to no. the squad ahead of time. Oh, okay. They were on the list, so they they kind of knew this was going to happen. I don't know now, why can't they let. Strategy, Bjorn. But that why strategy. can't they just? Why can't teams just come? This happened last year too. I don't know. What is the problem? Why why don't we, they can't get a visa to come? Yeah, because I, everybody's well, going to defect and not go back. Like, what is the concern here? Good question. The U.S. visa office in general is. I think that's. I think hard. that's crap. That is crap. Yeah. They should just yeah. you know be able Europe's to come easier. and play the game. Europe's yeah, easier, it's, it's yeah. Not good. Uh, or do it at a neutral venue. Like if I'm Austin FC and that's the case, I'd agree to play it in Haiti in, in Dominican Republic twice or something. Because mm-hmm. the Dominican Republic's already a neutral venue anyway. Because that's not Haiti, where they played the game. So I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of solutions and problems to solutions and figuring it out, this is what the USA Soccer Hour is all about. Um, firstly, I guess I should say this that. The last few months have not been good as far as coverage for the league. Because in addition to Grant Wall passing away, and I do feel he left a hole, Sam Stasekel is now stepping away from journalism and not covering soccer anymore. He's going to work for Apple. Oh, is that what's going on? Uh, yeah. Do you announce it? Uh, but but he's, the Allocation Disorder podcast and The Athletic, all that's stopping. And it's a shame right. because in addition to Grant Wall, that was, all, that was also the best coverage of the league. Now that's stopping too. So I just want to well, say we're here for we're, you. We're, just we're going to have to step up, Stefan. We're, we're going to we're gonna have to step up. And we're going to have for the real questions. Like Grant Wall would ask this question, the real question. Should Minnesota United know how to clear snow off the field properly, do you think? Should they have some sort of a plan for that? What happened? I don't. They had a bunch of snow on their field. I didn't, I didn't know what's this what? game. Yeah, it was covered in snow. And the game was a whatever. It was a 1-1 game. Uh, Dante Van Zier got a few more minutes. And then the game was pretty blah. But it was a road draw for us and a home draw for Minnesota. But the Minnesota field, it was snowing. And they didn't clear the snow. They only cleared it in a few sections. They cleared it in the box. And they cleared a big patch in the Minnesota attacking half, but not the Red Bulls attacking half. What? It was a home sort of, you know how there's a term called hometown ref? Well, I guess we have a little bit of a hometown snow cleaning crew here. Mm. Uh, and after the game, Gerhard Struber complained, 
So did Adrian Heath in his defense. Not necessarily, and said that he couldn't, and like, he's pretty much saying the Red Bulls couldn't play the Red Bull way because of the stadium. Oh, it was too the, chaotic. It was, it was too chaotic for the Red Bulls, for the Red Bulls to to yeah, unfold. If you're to unfold to unfold their their uh, their champagne their champagne soccer game. However, yes, you need grass. You need grass and ball sport. It's I'm looking at it. Sport. I'm looking at it now. This is not, not bad. Sh- not schneeball sport. No, but but it, it isn't terrible. It was fine. Whatever. My big thing is. Everyone was saying you can't bring shovels to that field. They're saying because of the topsoil, because of the heat or whatever, that it's not good for short-term I thought, clearance. I thought all I thought all uh, relevant stadiums these days had like some kind of heated heated yeah, technology. That's why not- that that's what we learned this weekend. The heated technology means you can't clean stadiums day of. Did you know that little wrinkle of the heated technology? No, I did not. Okay. That's all like Toronto FC. There was perfect because they had the whole day to clear the snow. Toronto FC's mm. field was great. Minnesota, oh, apparently, this was okay. I see. If you go, if you use shovels, all the Minnesota people were like, "Like you can't use shovels. You can't use shovels." And I'm like, "Why can't you use shovels?" There's this video of this Austrian um, guy, this field cleaner in Austria for a soccer game. He, he, he put a rope on a ladder and he pulled his ladder behind him and he was just cleaning. It was so brilliant. Mm. And I was like, we need that kind of ingenuity here. Like, why can't we have – why doesn't Minnesota United have tools and mechanisms to clean the snow off their field, Bjorn? Yeah, I mean, okay. No, they it's, need to figure that out. It's Minnesota. It's March. That's A. B, why, why is uh, Minnesota playing games in March – uh, uh, but not in July and like, uh, uh, Houston and Atlanta playing games, uh, uh, on the road as opposed to at home. What, what I'm saying is certain clubs should probably push their home open in April and they should be able to can't scheduling figure that out. Or am I wrong to, to suggest this that? is fine. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the highlights. This is fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to, uh, What's fine? Not not Matt. That to play on this surface, it's fine. It's mostly clear. It's not amazing. They only scored on set pieces. They couldn't. They only scored on set pieces. They can't score a, a game a in play goal. When we when when NYCFC played in Orlando and they didn't stop the game during this torrential rainfall, where they literally the ball was not would not advance. The ball would like you pass the ball would like drop into a puddle. This sure. is certainly this is yeah. Certainly, delay delay that delay that game too. I don't understand. I mean, it's an outdoor sport. Like sometimes you just gotta deal with it. It's my funny. It's is, funny to me. It's funny to me. They should have cleared the snow better. It's just the, the thing is, they're like, "Don't we can't clear the field? Just play. We can't clear. The, get a ladder. Get some large. Like have tools to clean the field. It's a professional soccer arena. Shouldn't they have tools to clear the field and, a little better? And you, you all, you all can only score on set pieces in. In the best of days, anyway. This is not like I'm talking the wrong. Guy. I'm finding I'm this. I'm guy. finding it ironic that the that the the agents of chaos that are the 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 New York Red Bulls in terms of their approach to the game are complaining that this this field is too rugged. For, for yeah, it's controlled chaos, Bjorn. That we control. <laughs> if there's a field covered in snow, where only half the team gets an advantage. But look at the if you look at the highlights, there's a huge open patch on their half. Like we didn't have that open patch. I'm like, well, if they get a patch, don't but we get a patch? It seems like even there's a lot of I see a lot of green even in those sections that I guess the heated thing was doing its thing slowly over it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So that was fine. the Minnesota Rebels game. One one each. We have Daniel Young. I have season tickets to supporters section for NYC this season. Congratulations! All right, so he's in. Are you doing the jumping and the singing and the yelling and the cheering? By the... there were a lot of. We had twenty. You are we ready? Hans Wolf probably is waiting to talk about for us Please. to talk about our I need more season home, home opener. Home opener. Yeah. What? No, I was that? just saying we need to get more Red Bulls fans in the chat. We need to get a go. We need to get a real fight. If going. You can find any, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> all right. 
Okay, there was eighteen thousand uh, allowed tickets at our home opener. Okay, we had twenty. I, I know we half had, of them weren't there, but there we were. We almost 000. had twenty five thousand people. I was very impressed with the crowd. I was because uh, usually, you know, especially in the early days of March, often it's too, too, uh, too cold for people. But um, but President Brad Sims on his uh, on his interview tour, he. he President and CEO Brad Sims was on all the podcasts last last week. He he talked to all the fan media and so he, uh, he promised. Well, not with the that, we're not we're not an NYCFC. We're not we're, we're not branded oh, as an NYCFC you, podcast. You if could we, have fooled me. If we uh, <laughs> well, I guess we I need we need if we up the NYCFC contest <laughs> content. Maybe we'll get invited to these things. But uh, anyway, so he promised. That he was gonna get people to show up for the season home opener, and he he didn't lie. It was twenty five thousand, and uh, it was a pretty good crowd. I don't know if Daniel, I am I am underneath the supporter section. I have, uh, uh, this is really unique to Yankee Stadium that these that these seats even exist. They're under underneath the bleacher, so I'm next to the supporters, but I have my numbered seats. And yeah, it was great. It was a it was a great atmosphere. How far are you from the um, smokestacks? Uh, like not far. They're on my like um, maybe fifty feet away. Like on to your right. Like if you look, the smokestacks are over there. Uh, the looks the smoke smokestacks are on my left. If I'm looking at the field, yeah. I'm so behind are you? The, is, I'm behind the, the I'm right behind the goal. Oh, so you're not on the pitcher's mound side. You're on the goal. Okay. Got no, it. I'm gotcha. on the goal. I'm on the bleacher I, I, side. I'm underneath the yeah yeah. I think I know that I used to go that second. A friend of mine has season tickets. I think that's where her that's where his tickets were. I'd go there a lot, I think. It's like you're on the right, you're behind the goal, but you're like a little bit right to the goal. Does that make sense? Uh I'm right behind the goal. All right, never mind. Right behind the goal. I guess I was uh Okay, so you're near Daniel Young must be right above you then, right? Yeah, I mean the the supporter section is all the bleachers is like sort of general admission. So that's, that's like four, it's a lot of people and it was pretty, it was packed, but not just there. The supporter section is usually relatively busy, but there were a lot of people all around the, all around the, the stadium. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was really fun. It was great. Uh, we got there, we got there a little bit late. I had a birthday party to go to, so I just got there right before kickoff, but it was, um, yeah, it was a great time. I mean, I miss it, man. It was just fun to be back. Like Yankee Stadium, we hadn't been in like over six months because of all the baseball being played there. We playoff game was in City Field and and so on and so on. So uh, it was just fun. It was great to be there. And our team looked good. We're still – it's still a transitional phase. It's still going to take more time. But uh, Jimmy Sands got the start. Santi Rodriguez got the start. And uh, we and you guys got an own goal, right? We got our own goal. McVeigh was this, yes. The reason is this: the the. I mean, he at least was under some threat. He needed to do something, but uh, but we which, but they which is they the better were, which is the better own goal? The one no, that, the Austin one is much more watchable. Yeah, Although this one, I've also this one I've also watched about a dozen times, actually. So <laughs> I mean, I love I love them all, but. Uh, uh, but it wasn't just that we had more chances. Actually, the 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 Miami goalie, uh, Keller Kelleher, is that his name? Kelleher Kelleher, who I really wasn't really aware I'll look it up. of, I'll look but it up. but uh, but uh, uh, Phil Neville was hyping him as a as a candidate for the national team, perhaps, uh, and he was Drake, quite good. Drake Calendar. Drake calendar, calendar home, yes. Home Drake grown. calendar, twenty-five um, from Sacramento. Uh, yeah, so he was he was he made he made some some very good saves. Um, it was weird because our uh, uh, subs were good this 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 week, which was kind of strange because the team is not deep. We're still waiting for some additional arrivals, probably, and so right now the bench is pretty thin and. And we were sort of laughing because the subs were all pretty defensive subs. We brought in Andres Jason and and uh, took Talis out for Alfredo Morales. So those, that, that, it was like, okay, we're going to find out if we have a bus to park. But the subs, all of a sudden, Keaton Parks played very high up, and Andres Jason had a couple chances. It was, it was, uh, it could have easily been two, three. 
uh, late in the game, we had a bunch of chances. If not for for Mr. Calendar, who had a very good game. In the first half, Joseph Martinez, who got the start for Miami, had a couple of pretty scary chances that I think 2018 Joseph probably makes at least one of those. But he uh, shanked one over the goal and fired the other one right at the keeper. And But those were the only real scary moments. And in the second half, Miami was pretty quiet. Even though I was very worried, like because the one the one zero lead, I thought this could this this had late equalizer written all over, but no, it did it all it all worked out. It was great. No, it's a good result because Inter Miami is good. Like they're a good team. This Had year. been good, yeah, they're good. They're, I think Flanelle's figuring it out. Uh, just to catch up in the chat, uh, going back to the more important topic of the Minnesota snow, Hans Wolf said it is odd that an area hammered in constant snow conditions on a regular would be oh, over with proper equipment. Minnesota, yeah. I as a, again, I, I think I'm just thinking as a German engineer. I agree. Hans Wolf, amen, brother. It's like again, there's that video online of that dude in Austria figuring it out with the ladder. It's like be an engineer, be creative, figure out, have tools, figure out how to clear it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, and then you guys talking about. Daniel uh, Young says, I'm right next to it. Right, right. Mm. All three of you are near the smokestacks. Uh, and then Hans Wolf did, what is that, Red Bull? I uh, think looking, this is, this means looking, looking for, a, looking for a Red Bull fan, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, well, they're there. <laughs> 18,000 announced. You know what? The Red Bulls did their home opener, which was fun. They, an hour or two before the game, they put the red carpet out. They had red carpets everywhere. And the fans, like like the Oscars, could wait behind velvet rope as the whole team came by and they high-fived everybody and signed. Like They, they got to meet the whole team oh. on the way into the stadium. Yeah, that's fun. And it was a fun idea. I saw it on Twitter, and it was a cool thing. Hopefully they do that regularly. That might be a fun regular tradition to do. That's cool. But, but anyway, so yeah, NYCFC gets a good home draw. That's, so what's the record now? It's a loss, a draw, and a win? A loss, a draw, a win. Yeah, okay. and DC United next. Fingers crossed. We're going to... Yeah, heading in the right... So Hans Wolf, as a DC United and NYCFC fan, I mean, who do you root for in the NYCFC-DC United game? Are you all NYCFC these days? I mean, let's hear it. But uh, yeah, Hans... If you're close to me, if, if, come come say hi. I'm I'm section one thirty five. I'm right on the aisle, very easily very easily accessible. Maybe I should send um, over another T-shirt. Huh? I brought my. Uh, uh, I have a. I have my my pink haired son with me sometimes. <laughs> oh, he's got pink hair now. So it's pretty. Yeah, he's currently got pink hair. Not not hard to find. Not hard to find. Yeah. Nice. Um. Uh, so yeah. So that's an CFC game. Uh, the Darlings of MLS, St. Louis City FC, comeback kings, right? I'm loving Amazing. following this. Those guys I are... I haven't followed an expansion team this closely in a while. Like, I guess New Atlanta was fun. I'm from North Carolina, so Charlotte should have been... I should have looked at Charlotte a little closer, but who knows what's going on in Charlotte ever. Like, they just never had much excitement going on over there in general you for are me, not, you are You are not a fan of North Carolina as a as a... As, as a what? Rule. As a person? As a rule, yeah. you, you're, you're, uh, yeah, you, you have some reservations towards. Although, in my older years, I might, you know, I think it's. it's you're, I have, you're very, I have a very softening. complicated. I have a very complicated relationship with the state of North Carolina. I went there to high school and college, and college years are never, you know, for some aren't the best years. You know, college years, I, ha- I had a lot of good times, a lot of bad times. As you get older. And also, as a young man yearning to be free, the state of North Carolina, where I lived out in the middle of nowhere, didn't offer that <laughs> for not me. Did not offer that That's for funny, me. So yeah. I left. And I went to the big city, the Big Apple. I took a bite out of that Big Apple. I went to New York City, where I fell in love with the New York Red Bulls, as mm. literally they were the only team in the area. At and the I time. made a choice. And I made a choice. And. I stick it to my guns. I fell in love. I fell in love. Anywho, well, Charlotte is struggling. They got yep. really pretty, pretty uh, comprehensively cleaned Clean out by it. Atlanta in the early game. And uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. It seems like 
we work we were uh, uh i mean the, their their roster building approach seemed pretty chaotic last season but they kind of did better than we thought but it seems right. like maybe it's catching up with them a little bit i don't know yeah. they have they moved Swiderski right. that who played really well uh, they just moved him around. They keep buying these other number nines that don't right. seem to be all that good. So, yeah, what's going on in Charlotte? We'll see. What's going on in Charlotte? 100%. It's like the one key figure he had last year was Carol Swadowski. He scored up top. So in the offseason, don't sign replacements for him. That's the one thing you don't sign. You <laughs> sign people who support him. Um, so uh, anyway, but I was going to say earlier, St. Louis City AC, 2-1 win over Portland. Comeback Kings. They got. They have all their wins from comebacks. From uh, so good on them. Joel Klaus did not get a gifted. Uh, yeah, I guess that streak week. was over. Nobody just passed it to him this time. The Klaus or to, to them. Fired. I guess it was like. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's funny. Um, but yeah, Klaus that was a that was a pretty good. I have a soft spot for for Edward Leuven. You know, he played yeah. for he played for Bochum. There was an interview with him about how he kind of. Uh, uh, couldn't quite find his footing. He got loaned loaned out a lot. That's how he ended up in Bochum. He felt like his the coaches not didn't necessarily appreciate the way he plays, and he now really feels feels at home again. Also, St. Louis. We were also a little. Uh, I was a little dubious about their roster approach. They spent a lot of money on Roman Berkey and found a lot of their players in. Um, in the Bundesliga, but it seems like bringing these people early, I th- seems like it has right. um, worked for them. That's what Seattle. That's what that. Leuven. That's what Leuven right. was saying in the in the interview that he was there for 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 six months and played a little bit in on the USL team, but he felt like he just could. He got his stuff out of the way. He got settled in. His well, him and his wife found a place to live and figure out everything that comes with that, and so. Uh, when the season started, he was ready to go. So that's an interesting, that's an interesting approach because you do see this, and it's always kind of a mystery as to how, why, you know, they're all they're all pro soccer players. They come from a different country, and it takes a long right. time, often, for people to to acclimate the first season. Like Thiago Martins is an example who's really looked so solid for NYCFC. He's been probably their most consistent player in the first three games. He's been very good. Uh, and and last year when he first arrived, and he's like a DP center back, right? Which you're you're you expecting expect, a lot. expect right. a lot, and he looked like he hadn't played before. He scored old goals. He was like, and it was like, what is up with this guy? And it's just kind of. And Ronnie Dyla, to his credit, was kind of uh, uh, talking about it. it. Was how you know it's hard. He's like his wife hasn't come yet. He's they're trying to find a place to live. It's just hard. You're kind of doing it all. At the same time, you're figuring out a new country. Uh, you know where do you? I where think do you about buy that your, often. Where do you I'm buy very... your milk, etc.? Right. And these are not the these are not the like you know gazillionaires who have staff. I mean, they, obviously these no. are not. We're not have to. We don't have to worry about them. They have uh, financial resources, but it's not like you know. It's not like Premier League players who just have employees. You know, dealing with everything. They're just you know. You're just kind of. Eat. Even not then, sometimes I think out. about that a lot. By the way, the logistics of it, I I, mm-hmm. I I get exhausted just thinking about having to move somewhere every year or two or six months. I'm just like, do you have to? There's there's actually been very little coverage on that side of things. I'd be curious to maybe learn a little more about what that's like. Like there was an article where like like even big clubs they don't even have like three or four months in the dude's still at the hotel. And he doesn't know the language, and like every now and then, a club. My my mom did this professionally. She was like a relocation specialist. Okay, businessman who came in from Germany. She found him housing in North Carolina and and helped him find a house over that. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of soccer clubs don't have something like even something like that, which they should. I think absolutely they do now. But all and there's also the story of um, which kind of connects over to um, well, no, there's the story. Of Freddie Adu leaving behind a three hundred thousand dollar Mercedes in Greece, he didn't because right. he like he was done with Greece, so he left the next day, and his Mercedes is just in the parking lot. It's been there for months, and the club is like, 
is he gonna pick this up or <laughs> what's, gonna, <laughs> what's gonna happen should we tow it yeah i know this it's like yeah it's those uh the logistics are, are tough yeah it's interesting I, I, I run these scenarios in my head like literally if i was a soccer player all i care about is efficiency so if i moved clubs i want to move like either within london or the rua gebiet and like not move far away like i go from dortmund to Köln. I get a house like 20 minutes from each or something. So I don't have to unpack my Ikea, keep building Ikea furniture every six months, you know. It's like um, the, that's why I guess the Schlotterbecks are happy, right? The Kev, the Nico's in Dortmund. Kevin is in, in Bochum. That's, well, that's, they, uh, they live in their living. parents' basement? They just live in I don't their know. Parents I'm, not sure what, I'm not sure where <laughs> they live, but I'm sure they get to hang out a little bit. Yeah, anywho. Hans, Hans Wolf is telling us about He's he migrated. He he switched to NYCFC back in 2018. It wasn't easy, but he's born born and raised in Manhattan. All right, so that made it probably. Easy. And he worked for Wapo for he years. Used to the so work cool. for the Washington Post. Okay, back in the mid to late 90s when before they were owned by Amazon. When journalism yeah. when journalism was still a job that paid money. Bjorn, democracy dies in darkness. Is that isn't yeah. that Washington is that Post their, or is that the is New York Times? Their, is that the Wapo? Which is dramatic, but great. Washington Post is. We, we're talking about the the American soccer journalism, how slim pickings it is. Steve Goff from the Washington Post is one of the sort of the bright light. He covers. He's such a great beat reporter. He's a great cover of DC United and the national team. He's one of those like guys like a Jonathan Tannenwald or Steve Goff. Those are like the small list of guys I go school. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That list is short. That's not a lot. Yeah, I list. mean, the Grant, there's nobody like Grant Wall. That's definitely what you're saying is true. It's like there's it's nobody who is like a national kind of high profile right. person. And, and, and I guess it's not going to, I mean, the way that the landscape is, there's no, there's, there's not going to be anybody. It's not like this is a, a job that's going to be filled by somebody else. He was right. on his own, you know, he was he did doing it. his own thing. And yeah. And like uh, with the athletic seemingly still amazing, but getting thinner and thinner and, you know, the staff more cutbacks and they were bought by the New York it's now Times. Owned by, now owned by the New York Times. Yeah. Times. And so the athletic is sort of the best outlet i think we have and that's with stam stasco leaving now that's looking slim picking so again we're here for you schnitzel boys we're here for you we got it we got it uh speaking of hard-hitting journalism you dangled a nugget in front of my face at the beginning of the podcast I did. What did I the say? The Reina, the Reina thing. Oh yes, this was today. We finally got the details of. Well, this the the report came out that we've been that we were promised, and uh, I mean, it's not like it's it's. Well, there were certainly some details. I don't know how much you want to. I feel. I feel. I don't even know how that's done. Like, how do you do? How do you do an investigation like that? Well, you just have inter- to call they, two or three people from they interviewed, years ago? They or? interviewed all the... Well, I think they cast a pretty white net. They were talking to... I think things that they... Well, there were a bunch of uh, things that they said. I mean, the conclusion, if you want to start with that, they were saying that nothing prevents Greg Berhalter to be employed by U.S. soccer. They The, the conclusion was that this was... An isolated incident that happened a long time ago. This is not some kind of pattern of behavior. This is a one-time thing that happened. Was addressed at the time by everyone involved. They reported it to their respective coaches. Um, Greg Berhalter went to counseling, and uh, he he went he he did everything he could to to make sure that this was not to to, to uh, communicate that this was did not rep. Uh, um represent him as a person the investigators found them very forthcoming they didn't found any discrepancies between what they were saying and what people were uh what what they what they then found out later um we got a little bit more detail about the incident itself um but then the most yeah i think there were a lot of uh i think the most new uh, the new details were really on the Reina side, and and basically uh, the revelation that this is a thing, like that 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 um, Claudia Reina over the years has has definitely um, 
been a very involved parent. You know, I mean, we were talking about this weeks ago as like the soccer parent gone wild. And he's definitely, he was definitely that. He would complain. I mean, the the, the thing that the was U-19s, kind of most. The U19s, right? At the youth level. The right? U19s, he was saying, right. oh, there's not enough. There's not enough. Um, uh, the travel isn't good enough. They should be flying business class. Like he would have have all these all these complaints. The one that's most kind of stuck out is that he was uh, uh, he was complaining about a, a a female referee at one of Geo's games and was saying, "Oh, you're not taking this seriously. This should have a male referee," as if that uh-huh. like somehow uh, uh-huh. like a, a female referee is is uh, communicates a lack of seriousness or whatever. Like that's that was kind of the most headline grabbing quote where you're like really mm. what are you talking about and um so well, not a not a uh yeah not i mean not a great look for the reinas and and uh yeah it's just all it's all just a it's a it's just a, a shit show the whole thing yeah yeah and it's just but hopefully this sort of ends it the bear halts are still eligible thing that's very interesting uh, uh, there's still a lot of holes over at U.S. Soccer. It seems that, you know, we don't know what's well, going have- on at Dortmund with Gio. They say he's he's doing well. But the reality is if these are the kind of atomic soccer parents who grew up with, it can't be healthy for you psychologically. So I think well, that I is- mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, he right, also – we, we have to make a – distinction between him and his parents like he can't be held so. res- he can't be held responsible for I mean, what his parents are doing there's that video of all of them cheering being iran and he could give two shits about it he had his headphones on well i mean he and- also he there is more detail in the report also it seemed like this this him him kind of moping around uh, uh during the world cup it seems like it was a thing. This was not like a, a, a small thing. Like for, for several days and sessions, he was kind of uh, just not fully engaged to the point where a bunch of players called him out on it. So it's, you know, he was, it was. Uh, Hopefully it's a but anyway, experience. Anyway, we experience. need to. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's time. It's, it's what, what are you doing? No, you ask, you said we need to. We need to what? I want to hear because I got one or two things I want to bring up. But what do, you, do you have something? Well, I mean, I think the I think Claudio Reyna should not have a job again in in anything U.S. soccer related. I think that's one thing. I, I agree. This is I think so, that's I think behaved very poorly. So uh, I think Giorena about- needs you know I mean he's got problems. He's not starting in Dortmund. He's got to figure it out. You know, like. Uh, uh, on a career level, we're not going to, I don't think he should face any repercussions. Certainly. It seems sort of hard to imagine. They keep saying like that Greg Berhalter is eligible and he could be the coach. So it seems, it seems hard to imagine that happening. Yeah. Just make a decision already. So with us soccer right now, we're seeing a lot of these random reports of people being offered jobs and turning it down. Right. Peter Vermees turned down an interview and just oh, and this week. Tanner, yeah. Just this week, the Nashville SC general manager turned down the general manager job at U.S. Soccer, mm. apparently. Mm. And it's like, who? You're hired too? And then I think the front runner right now is Aguchi Onyewu, who okay. I think would be great. But like we talked about, shouldn't we get someone who didn't bunk with these guys in college? You know what I mean? Isn't that the – I thought the whole moral of this story is U.S. Soccer is way too incestuous, which it is. It's a yeah. big country. Yeah, should and be now, a bigger program. Now you you bring the gooch. It's the same. It's just but I mean, five they got It's right? still. It's yeah. just. Yeah, it's the same. It Daniel Young wants. Anti- Daniel Young wants to talk about NYCFC. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll, Hans we'll, Wolf's we'll saying it's nutty how all this Greg Berhalter family issues were no one else's business affair by their own, but their own immediate family. Yeah, I was. I was had this discussion with somebody on on Twitter today, where some where people were like sort of giving takes on the details of the incident and what, and it's like, if everything had gone as it should, we would not know about any of this. Right. This is like, it's a private situation. It's none this of our was, business. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was a long, uh, this was a long, um, a long time ago. Everybody involved addressed it at the time. It seems like people have moved on. This is no, this is nobody's business. And yeah. it was only, and it was, it was only uh, uh, used for this insane kind of, I mean, it's not even, I don't even know what to call it for like sports <laughs> parenting, sports parenting gone wild. 
Sorry, I was laughing um, at Hans's latest comment. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, granted, I don't know. It's none of our business. It is pretty crazy. I've never kicked a woman before. I don't know how common that is. Well, we we uh, but well, like I, we we should get into that. But like you're right. I, so, yeah, so, I, don't, so, I don't think we should. Yeah. Um, but like uh, anywho, Hans said you're right. This is personal stuff. Professionally, it's unrelated. Ish, ish, maybe eighty percent unrelated. Let's say so. Like uh, it is crazy how this became this weird soap opera. You know, crazier stuff has happened in plenty. Like in South America, crazier allegations have happened. Uh, But um, Hans, well, I mean, it's like one thing. I think it's one thing. It's you know, I think people. I don't. I also don't want to be like holier than thou or anything like that. It's like you know, people like gossip. uh, You know, like whatever. I'm I'm all good with that, but in this case, this is pretty nefarious. You know, it's like somebody's trying to get somebody fired. You know, right? Because they because of yeah, yeah. because of their son. You know, they didn't oh. like how how uh, uh, how their son their son didn't get enough playing time or whatever. Like that's that's crazy. It's no good. So so this so that related to the fact. Where it's like, who's doing the hiring? Is the sportsology firm? Who's sportsology? Well, I guess this is who's now the, the process, operating? right? This is why this is why we're in this holding pattern because they're going to first get the sporting. They're not going to hire a coach before, so they're going to get the sporting director and the manager. And you know, this is all going to happen this summer. But then, why was um, Peter Vermees talked to if that's the case? Pretty much, well, this is how you would fix U.S. soccer. That's what we need to boil okay, down. Okay, here we go. Uh, I think approaching a Gucci. The Schnitzel boys will make all the hiring decisions from now on. We are from Germany. We don't have any personal. We don't know these people personally. We're objective. Germany is the only country that has a sport director (laughs) school and certification that you can go to. And German sport directors are the best sport directors in the world because they don't have any money, but they have to make sure the league is as competitive as England. So they pull it off. Lutz Fahnenstiel. Lutz Fahnenstiel. 3-0. 3-0. Ernst Tana, Jochen Schneider up in Vancouver. Maybe he's is not he German? amazing. Ernst, is Ernst Tana German? Isn't he oh, Austrian? Yeah. Is, no, he? Is, oh, okay. is he Austrian? Right. He is, I know he was interviewed on CTF about U.S. soccer and okay. the whole thing. He Listen, I mean, Ernst Tana is from... Uh, Ernst Tana was born in... Uh, Anstana, is this a different Anstana? Yeah, this is. I have a totally different Wikipedia article. I have a Wikipedia <laughs> okay. article of an old. Swiss well, anyway, it doesn't matter for, for it's it's doesn't matter. details details. Hire a soccer guy like Ernie Stewart. Ernie Stewart was good for the job, except he was too incestuous. So that's why you bring in an Anstana. He knows the U.S. soccer system. He's good operating on a budget, but he did not bunk mate with any of the players' parents in college. He's he's mm-hmm. an outsider. He's from outside that system. But Uguchi Onyewu is a little bit of a different generation too, right? He's a little younger. True, true. But what's to say that's not the behavior is you're all bros, you know? What's to say that Josh Wolf isn't going to call Uguchi Onyewu? Well, you need yeah. to treat Owen Wolf better. But I but mean, to that, you that, still that owe happens. me because you still owe me because that one time you brought that girl home, I didn't tell the coach in 2006. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to get rid of that. So you do that by diversifying your office. And Tana doesn't know. You know, the, you know what I'm saying? He's a soccer guy, but he's not from their days. So he's a professional stranger and a professional that can right. stay professional, and that's. The key. And then after that is appointed, hire yourself a coach. It can be whoever. It can be an MLS guy. can be I, – I, I, I think on the board someone said Brendan Rogers. You know, some random EPL coach if you want. I'm not Brendan against that Rogers. either. <laughs> it's just some name. Of all, of all you know. people. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of Wait, coaches – Wait, I got another thing. I have to, I have to figure this out here with Huns. Bear halter means bear stopper. I thought it was, like a, was bear keeper. Maybe isn't a bear halter? Isn't a isn't that a bear keeper? Well, B E R is that? That's not that's not bear bear bear. Is, is that bear? It's not really no bear halter. Bear halter is all right. Bear, bear <laughs> German is spelled the same as is in English, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, cool, it's though. not uh, bear. It's not B E R. It's not bear. I think maybe maybe. Uh, and Halta is a keeper more. Anyway, yeah. we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to figure out what Bear Halter. I, I wouldn't have translated it. 
Anyway, Daniel Young is saying that Talis Magno needs to play winger. I think that's probably true. Would Pellegrini put Pellegrini in as a false nine? I don't know. Pellegrini had a good game against Inter Miami. I don't see him as a striker necessarily. I think we're going to get a nine eventually. I think there will be somebody coming. We're going to get a signing. And Talis is going to struggle until then. He had some moments. He's learning it. I mean, Tati took a long time also in that position. So we got to be patient. But I do agree. It's not... It's not looking great. Although Santi Rodriguez, having Santi Rodriguez in midfield is beautiful. The, Ro the Santi Rodriguez, Keaton Parks, James Sands midfield is up there among MLS midfields. I don't know that I couldn't tell you a team's midfield that I would trade with those three. Those That's a pretty great, that's a pretty good lineup. LAFC. Who's going to stop the freight train of LAFC? That's the big question. My New England Revolution prediction is looking very poor. They have not had a great start this season. <laughs> and LAFC, that freight train just keeps on running. Yeah, they're looking Ooh. They're looking, They're looking. looking good. That's Who's going to stop LAFC this year? I think that's the big talk. We're going to beat mean, them in the final. Uh, Aaron Long had some interesting comments. Not surprising. But he talked about the difference of being on LAFC versus the New York Rebels. He's like, LAFC... Everyone here is a professional. They kind of know what they're doing. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. He wasn't, that, he wasn't that direct. He wasn't that direct. <laughs> but, you know, the New York Rebels is like a development club. Some of the younger players getting their feet wet and shit. Oh, stuff. Okay. Whereas LAFC, they're all formed. Like, you know, it's Giorgio Chiellini and it's, you know, it's Carlos Vela and it's Kellen Acosta. And it's, you know, everybody on that team is a grizzled vet. And the uh, soccer IQ on average is probably higher you know so he was just mentioning it's just a different atmosphere and it's like yeah lafc is deep as heck they are quite the deep little team uh they are gonna go far this year i think i think um maybe they want to win concav champions league which they missed out on so close ago so close during the covid tournament and um you know they're the team to beat who's gonna beat lafc yeah i nobody in the west it seems like I don't know. Um, uh, not the galaxy. <laughs> I had the, I was very high. I mean, you you were wrong with your. Well, my predictions are traditionally wrong anyway. But I was very high on the galaxy. That doesn't look. Uh, that doesn't seem to. They're like uh, the U.S. soccer. They need to figure out their fo first. If your fo, there's a great statement where I think there's an American sort of um, phrase in sports: teams don't win championships, organizations win championships. And I, that's true. Like a really well-oiled machine runs, wins MLS Cup. You know, and it, it starts at the FO. It's not just the players or the coach. It starts at the FO, I think. I think a well-rounded organization is all that's going to do it. So with the Galaxy, they need to get their house in order first. Um, oh. No, Hans Wolf. Hans Wolf, well, I read it too quickly, perhaps, with the bear halter. We hope you're right. <laughs> I don't, we hope you're I mean, right. I mean, I, uh, I love it. Bear Stopper sounds great. I'm not... Uh, uh, Greg Bear Stopper? Not, uh, yeah. not criticizing, but... Bastion, um, Bastion Pigstacker and Greg Bear Stopper. <laughs> <laughs> I was that podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, but next week I will do a deep dive into the surname roots of Bear Halter and try to really see what. Yeah, it means. I think the 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 I'm I'm interested now too. This had not occurred to me. That's my real funny. last name, which we don't talk about much, but real last name is Schutte, which I googled comes from Schutze, which is a guardsman. Oh, okay. So if you, this is one interpretation of it. I'm not 100 percent certain if this is true. This is just according to some genealogical site I saw. And that if you were to translate it to American, because Germans during the wars here in the United States anglicized their names. A lot of Mullers became Millers and so forth. Um, my name, my anglicized name would be Archer. Steve mm. Archer. Stefan Schütte is, is German for Stephen Archer, mm. I think. I think. And that sounds like a cool name. Steve Archer. Yeah. I'll take that last name. Totally. Michelle Archer. What's Bellenbaum? What's that? It doesn't the really tree? have, has not been, has is, a nice unclear. tree. Doesn't it's really nice mean tree. anything. I'm sure it does. I, I, have, I have yet to, I have yet to hear anything, anything coherent <laughs> about what my name means. Wow. All right. Cra well, Crabtree. Crabtree would be your. Crabtree. 
Archer and CCL, CCL is tomorrow. More MLS this weekend. We didn't talk about Apple this week. That's probably good. There were some... Uh, I like it. That's uh, still good. Blue Blue City, the Ian Joy and Joe Tawson were on Blue City Radio on uh, uh, last last week, and we got a little bit of insight. It seemed like it seemed like uh, they wanted Ian, and they did not want Joe, and Ian didn't really want to do it. Perhaps, Why do you not want Joe? That's so weird to me. I like Joe. Uh, he was he was speculating that they were just going for a younger set maybe and like just different people in a, in this um that's but what he I mentioned, wasn't though. he wasn't uh, I think they approached everyone but I don't think he got a f- an uh he he wasn't offered anything and then Ian Joy was offered something but decided not to take it whether it was, I mean, he works for, he has that work, he works for CBS. And so he has other, he has other irons in the fire. Maybe they weren't paying him enough, or maybe he also said it would be, he wasn't all that interested in calling. Uh, I mean, Ian Joy was very much NYCFC and both of them really. Ian Joy specifically was always very much, uh, didn't even give any kind of appearance of neutrality. He was like always a complete NYCFC stan and fan. And so he was saying like he didn't have a ton of interest in necessarily calling other teams games. Right. And uh, with, and certainly not with somebody other than Joe. And so he turned them down. There's still that that there's that I think Apple TV overall is doing a pretty good job, but there's still that awkwardness I think in the Sporting Kansas City game. Their play-by-play guy Nate Butaki um who who was the Sporting Kansas City radio voice in the old days was doing the Sporting Kansas City game, and then when Sporting Kansas City had a corner, he said, corner to us or something. Ah, mm. And the fans of the opposing team, which I think was Colorado maybe this week, they played, I forgot. And essentially, he's like, hold on, you're supposed to be neutral now. I'm sure he knows right, that he right, just right, did a little right, bit right, of a mistake. Yeah. But, which brings to a point, why are they doing that? Why is Max Bredos doing LAFC? Why is Nate Butaki doing Sporting right. Kansas Like, shouldn't, if I'm Apple executive... Shouldn't I break that up? Shouldn't I make sure, you know what I'm saying? Should the method be send them to the teams I know or should the method be break that and send them all to other teams? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally know what you're saying. I mean, it's it's just a bland, I mean, certainly from an NYCFC's perspective, this was the first time that you could listen to the, I was at the game, so I didn't really watch the broadcast, but you could listen to Glenn, Glenn Crooks for alternate audio. That's a little bit of a, but that's only going to be for home games, so I'll never get to do that because I'm I'm going to be at the stadium. But uh, yeah, we had Kalen Carr and who was the other person? It's just a little bit more generic, you know. Like they're just not super. Callum Williams, right? Who I liked, I think. I like Callum. Yeah, Callum Williams they're just or... not. People just aren't. Uh, I didn't rewatch. I just watched the highlights, so I don't like. I can't really speak to but, how. But they my did. theory is, which I think. You're, you're mentioning the Joe Tolson reference. They got rid of all the old timers and just hired all the younger guys. And I think they're offering them probably, you know, I don't know what salary they're being offered, but I think they're trying to keep it cheap a little bit. So they this the is what you were guys. saying. Oh. Yeah. This is what you were saying last week. I don't know. Well, no, maybe... Joe, no JP, no Joe Totino. No, uh, you know, there's a lot of vets, a lot older. That it not seems there. like, it seems like Joe and Ian are going to do things for the club. They're going to find, you know, find other ways to stay involved. All right. Hans good night, Wolf is saying good night, which we should do as well. One hour eight. Come on. Yeah, we're going. We're trying to keep our shows to 45 minutes. Sorry. We're, we're, <laughs> we're doing. On. We're terrible at that. We're terrible at that. We'll try to be better moving forward. We're trying to keep it under an hour. So good night, everybody. Just thank you, Hans and Daniel, for joining us on the chat. And for those of you out there listening, and we're live Monday nights. We love to talk to you. We love. We're fans. You're fans. Let's fan out. Let's Fan stand. Out. Let's stand these leagues we love. I'm last to put league. Come say hi at Yankee Stadium. You can find. Come it. say hi at Yankee Stadium. If you live in L.A., come say hi. I'll be at some Galaxy, some LAFC games. That's some point. All right, cheers, everyone. Goodbye until next week. Bye bye.